From Stillness to Success with the author of Get There, Ken Cladorius, on episode number 223 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. And I remember when somebody told me like, wow, I'm so shocked you were able to do that. It took me back. And my mentors and things at that time were all, I didn't have the best mentors at that point. We all just kind of lived at the same level and every day was for routine. Hi there. This is Ty Morgan from infiniteplanning.org, where I financially and emotionally support families that are not given options and help them to find a way to financial freedom. With Dr. Miller, we're here to help you find a way to beyond adversity to your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose on the Beyond Adversity Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello again, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Pleasure and a privilege to have you with me here today. This is the podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through, navigating adverse life events to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. We're sponsored by the 40-Day Way, which is our coaching program. You can find more about that at drbradmiller.com slash 40dayway to help you create your PLP, your promise life plan to get you from where you're at to where you want to be in 40 days. You can also head over to drbradmiller.com for over 220 episodes of this podcast designed to help you to navigate adversity and achieve peace of mind in your life. Peace of mind. Sometimes people, even when they have success, they don't have peace of mind. Sometimes people, when they achieve their financial goals or maybe their career goals, or maybe they have seen like they've got what they wanted out of life, they still feel stuck. They still feel in a place where they have meaninglessness in their life. That's the case with our with our author guest today, Ken Cladarius, was and is an esteemed wealth advisor and a course creator and a published author. But he wasn't always a person who had satisfaction and completeness in his life. He had not designed his life. That's what he's all about now. He's all about charting his own course and your course in wealth management and in having clarity in your life to achieve calmness and clarity and direction. On our podcast today, you're going to feel some things with Ken. You're going to feel how he hit a wall, how he got stuck. You might call it a glass ceiling. He was successful in his career, but he was deeply unsatisfied. He was deeply feeling a sense of being um, uh, meandering in his family. He felt like he was on the wrong path in life. He felt asleep at the wheel, so to speak, and he wasn't really enjoying living even though he had some some success in some areas, he was deeply and profoundly stuck. You're going to feel that today. Maybe you're there. 
We're also going to learn what he did about it, how he had a moment of clarity on a vacation that helped him realize that what he really needed was to get calm and get still. So you're going to learn today about how Ken got in alignment with uh, renewed passion and purpose in his life, got his life back on track, and how earning money became a source of freedom, not to do for someone else, but to do on your own terms to uh, fund the freedom in your life, and how then you can prioritize your family and and enjoy your pastimes and and to do that. And you learn this through you learn this through the, about the power of stillness and meditation and how that can lead to success in life and gain clarity in your life. It's an important conversation. We're going to have it today. He has a course called the Stillness to Success course at stillness2success.com. And he blogs at kencladarius.com. He's our guest today on, on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Let's get into that conversation right now. Ken Cladoris is with us today from KenCladoris.com, and he believes that you should live a life by design and not by happenstance. And he is all about helping people to get more life in their years here and now. We'll be talking about his expertise, the financial planning field, but other things as well, because he has a he's a deeply rooted man in his in his thought processes, and he's going to help us to work through several things here today. He's got a deep connection to to the environment, through the ocean, and other things that he's involved with. And his book is called Get There, and his course is Stillness to Success. Ken Cladaris, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thanks for having me, Brad. I'm excited to, to join you today on the podcast. I think we're going to have a good, a good conversation because we talk here on the Beyond the Diversity podcast about the things that keep people stuck. And there are several things that get people stuck. There's mental health issues, physical health issues, and there is matters of life and death. And then there's also financial issues. And we're going to touch on several of those here today. And uh, you specialize in the financial field. But one of the things you talk about in some of the information we have about you is that you have had a great awakening in your life that led you to do some of the things you're doing now. And to me, when I hear someone say something like you've had a great awakening, that means you had to awake from something that you were asleep or something that uh, uh, used the metaphor there before. So I'd like to hear a little bit about your story, Ken, a little bit. What was your life like when you were at whatever this asleep stage was? What was the uh, defining moment that caused you to have a great awakening and how that kind of leads you to what you're doing now? Yeah. So I'd say like, my, as you put it, a sleep time was really kind of the adversity time of my life, if you will. And so really I had just done what society had told me to do. And I feel like that is where a lot of people get stuck. And that's where I got stuck. So basically I'd had, did my undergraduate degree in finance, MBA in finance, got the job I wanted, worked my way up to being a branch manager in a financial services firm and had a lot of early success in my career. And I'd gotten to the point where people in my circle were shocked at the level of success I'd achieved. And I remember when somebody told me like, wow, I'm so shocked you were able to do that. It took me back. And my mentors and things at that time were all, I didn't have the best mentors at that point. We all just kind of lived at the same level and every day was a routine. And that's why I think I was stuck, right? I'd hit 
not necessarily a glass ceiling, but the level of which I didn't think I could go any higher. And so every day was, again, go to the office, talk to people, do the work I needed to do, go to a happy hour, go to a networking event, whatever it may be. And that was every And so with that, I didn't know that there was anything possible beyond that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you had this kind of, you were in the financial services industry, but so you probably weren't actually technically punching a time clock, but you had this mentality of, you know, go in at nine, go out at five, whatever it was, do the same routine, the same things that happened. And obviously you were not satisfied with that because you made some changes. Was there any particular moment that you had an aha moment that you said, okay, you see a lot of people can stay there in that situation as you yep. for 40 years is, yep. and they stay stuck in those situations and you chose not to. Was there any defining moment when you just said, okay, I just can't do this anymore. I got to find some different way. Was that, was there that kind of that thing that flipped the switch for you? Yeah. So there, there was a moment like that. And the interesting thing, it what didn't happen in the environment of my everyday life, right? In life and everyday practice, like I was content with where I was. It wasn't until I had left that environment and was actually on vacation at the, in the Cayman Islands. And for the first time in, in a long time, right, I didn't have anything to do. I had really relaxed into the week I was going to be there. And there was a day in the middle where we had no plans. And for me, that was completely different than my everyday life. Like everyday life was very controlling, OCD, right? Everything has to be unstructured. This is what has to occur through the day. So sitting there on the patio, listening to the waves crash, having coffee with the whole day open was very different than anything I was used to. And sitting there, just enjoying that moment as the waves crashed and went back out into the water and came in and went out, you know, it lulled me into a very calm place. And all of a sudden, like a light switch went off or on, depending on how you want to look at it. And okay. I had felt like all of my limiting beliefs, all of my past, everything that I had thought got me to where I was had washed away. And I was left sitting in full potential and abundance with the ability to do anything I wanted. And it was an incredible experience. And that's the moment where I decided that I needed to change my life, reach the next levels and be the best version of myself. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you had this moment of clarity, you had a moment of purpose, you had the moment of shift, shifting direction in life that you were not satisfied where you're at and you're going to do something about it. And so I'd like to talk to you for a minute, Ken, about what you actually did do about it. Because you know, there's a lot of people who go on vacation and say, oh man, this is great to get back and relax. And then they jump right back into the grind when they get back in the office on the following month. You had a process and you were motivated to do some things. I'm interested in some of the actions that you took to accomplish this dream. And eventually I'm sure it led you to writing your book and to change your, your employment situation and that type of thing. What are some of the actions that you took? Yeah. So you're right. Like, when I got home, obviously my life was waiting for me just as I had left it sure. and was right back into the grind. I was managing an office. So I was right back into that. But I think that I was lucky in the fact that I had experienced to my core that feeling of abundance and freedom. And so I knew I could live in that place. I just needed to find the tools to help me do that. And so when I got back, I jumped into all of the personal development I could, whether it was meditation, 
stillness, zen. I also did a bunch of sales trainings, career training, double down on my coaching, whatever I could do to just get more information and really peel back all of those things that were holding me back so that I could live in that place of abundance. So you were dealing in areas that I'm assuming were a little bit different, a little bit different than where you are purely on the financial services or sales training, this type of thing. You were starting into self-development now and yep. meditation, some other things like this. You mentioned stillness. And so I'm interested now then, Ken, and then what you uh, – discovered in this time. It sounds to me like you went through what I often call in my teaching a wilderness time. You got to have a kind of a wilderness time when you wonder and you learn and you feel introspective and you deal with some, you, the pain and the discomfort that comes with this. Yep. And I'm wondering in this process, if you were able to somehow make some sort of a connection to some, something greater than self or some higher power or some sensitivity that, that there is something more to life than this. And this, for some people, this is religion. Some people's meditation. For some folks, it's something different. Maybe it's a great teacher. Was there anything like this with you where you made it connected to something a little bit metaphysical? Yeah. So definitely for me, it was a meditation and just tapping into that infinite possibility that is the universe that we live in and stepping out of the noise and the chatter in my own head, if that makes sense. Sure. Sure. So you stepped out of the noise and chatter in your own head. And what were some of the things you did to do that? Because you had to change, you had to take some action and you went to this deeper place. So what were some of the things you did. Obviously, I learned how to meditate, got my personal mantra and was meditating twice a day, reading a lot of the books on it, going to different like seminars, really trying to get all the information like in the meditations. And also, again, doing it twice a day to really just drop back into that meditative state, slip into that openness and the stillness and the gap of the meditations and continually do that every day to create more stillness and mental clarity. And then from that, I think that the biggest shift I had after I started meditating was I did a week in silence. And that was really when like, I took my meditations to the next level because you realize for me personally, like all of the thoughts I was having in my head aren't necessarily true, right? They're just Mm -hmm. thoughts and stories that I've created. And when you're in silence, you don't get to share those stories with anybody right? You don't even get to speak them out to yourself. So you realize that thought of whatever it may be will disappear. And magically, another thought will appear. And that cycle never stops. And when you can't, again, verbalize and make your thoughts real, they start to quiet down. Mm. And once I had that type of deep stillness, really everything changed for me. It sounds like this is a real important time because I know the topic of your course we're going to talk about in a few minutes is all about stillness and how that was transformative for you. Yeah. Was this a, was this stillness time this week of silence? Was this a part of a organized group? Did you do this on your own? I know I'm familiar with silent retreats and these type of things. Was this part of some organized process that you went through? Yeah. So I'm certified with a Chopra group. Chopra International as a meditation instructor, and that meditation retreat was with their with their group. So you had some direction, some coaching, as it were, and what to do during this process. Because in that 
so part because part of the part of what you want to do then of those type of things is what you did is not only go deep but to go deep to find the next step and the next you know where you're going to go next so some people what i'm trying to get at here a little bit ken is that some people go inner life and they get kind of dissolved in their own misery they get dissolved in their own stuff yeah. but they where where i'm taking the in writing your book and doing your course and the things you're doing now you've transformed your personal transformation has led you then to seeking to be helpful to other people. But I'm interested, before we get a little more into your book and to your course, I'm interested then in what some of the practices you were did after your time of transformation compared to before. For instance, was meditation and silent periods of time a part of your life and lifestyle before you know you had this aha moment? Was it anywhere in there? Not even close. In your life. Nope. Okay. It wasn't even so something just, I'd ever think about. Yeah, you're a go-getter and all that kind of stuff, corporate yep. ladder, that type of thing, I assume, right? Yep. Tell me just a little bit how, in practical terms, your day, you had this retreat, this silent retreat, but in day-to-day terms and how you disciplined or the practices of your life, maybe daily routines or morning routines or whatever, how they are different now or after your transformation compared before. I'm interested in the cognitive play piece here, Ken, where we apply what we've learned to our everyday life. Yeah. So before there wasn't really any reflection or time for myself. It was reacting to whatever was occurring at the office, whatever thoughts I had, whatever I needed to do on a daily basis was just getting done and there was no structure per se. So then you fast forward to like today, I have a morning routine, a night routine, and a lot more structure in my day. But the funny thing is that even with the more structure, I have more freedom, which almost sounds counterintuitive, but the structure allows me to be more productive in the time I'm doing things. And so to give you some insight on like my daily routine, right? I wake up, meditate for 20 minutes, and then I go into gratitude journal. And then I review all of my goals for the day, for the year, and then long-term goals. And then from there, I actually visualize and write out how I want my day to play out. And then I also list one thing that I want to try to attract or bring into my life that I think will help me move forward in my goals. And Mm. I do that every morning. And then I start working on whatever the most important thing is for the day. So if I need to create content or I need to write or if I need to call clients, whatever it is that's going to be the most important thing of the day, that gets done first. Because as we all know, at a certain point in the day, you start to lose control of it in that you don't know who's going to call or need something or what's going to what fire is going to erupt that you're going to need to take care of. So if I know that the most important thing is done before those things start occurring, at least I know I'm moving towards my goals on a daily basis. And so you have a prioritized you've set your intention for the day with your meditation and you have your priorities to accomplish. But it sounds to me just from just getting to know you a little bit here today Ken that you have you say you, you accomplish more and you're more productive. It sounds you also did it much more at ease and peaceful yep. than whatever you had before. Perhaps it was frantic or you know, angst ridden. I don't know. But is that fair to say in some regards? Oh, yeah, 100%. Before, I'd say I had a little bit of OCD, stressed out about everything and really felt like I needed to control every aspect of my life and the people around me just to mm-hmm. get things done at some level. And now it's much 
more in flow and things just happen a little bit easier. And that's uh, that, that makes life a little more bearable too, in terms of when the bad things happen, because they do, you know, when life happens, when there's health matters or financial matters or whatever they are, they happen to all of us and how we handle it makes all the difference. And I think what you're giving us here today, Ken, is some directions and instructions out of your own life that may be helpful to other people. And I know you've written this book called Get There, and you have a course called Stillness to Success, all at your at your, at your website, KenCladorius.com. And people can access those, but there's got to be a reason that you wrote those. It seems to me that this is, you had some inclination out of this process that not only to serve your own productivity, but you had some sort of a moment when you said something to yourself to the effect of, okay, I need to share this with others, or you were compelled to do that. So tell us a little bit about that story. And I like to say that's when we serve others with love. We care enough about others that we want to serve them with love. So tell me about the story of how you end up writing this book and doing this course out of an inclination to want to help other people gain some sense of purpose as well. Yeah, that's definitely the course. I would say that the book was written more for myself in that it was a goal of mine, right? I had set the intention of, I wanted to write a book and so many people that I was talking to were like, oh, I have a book I want to write too, or, oh, I started a book I never finished. It's really hard, right? And I was getting all this feedback and I'm like, no, I know I can write a book. And so that for me was more of my commitment to my development, but it was okay. the conversations I was having with clients and things like that. But the book again was just me being committed to my goal. The course on the other hand, really okay, was- Before we go to the course, just in essence, the book is about financial planning and services and this type of thing. Is that the core of the book? It's more about, it's a little bit of that, but it's really about identifying- what your life financially you wanted to look like, right? So many people okay. don't know kind of what their plan is or have a clear understanding of what their goal is in retirement or for their financial life. So it helps you get understanding of that, understanding the compounding effect of money, how your spending habits can affect your ability to save and different things like that. So it's really creating intention in your finances to put together a plan and start to do the actions you need to do to create the financial future you want. And hopefully give people some peace of mind in that aspect of their life, yeah. yep. which is such a point of anxiety and adversity for so many folks. And yet you really seem like you poured your heart into this course called stillness, stillness to success. So tell us about that. What, was your calling. In my world, I'm a pastor. We talk a little bit about calling, which is just a yeah. yearning. It's something you got to do. You got to do. And I sense this and you can, that you felt like you had to do this course. So tell us what's involved with this course. What led you to do it? What's in your heart about it? Yeah. So in my financial advising and 1031 exchange business, right, I spent a lot of time networking and meeting with people basically every day. And the conversations I was having with people were changing. Not that I was trying to ask different questions or anything, but they were noticing the shift in me. And so they would start asking me questions about what I was doing on a daily basis to be more at ease, create more success, and still have this just like fluid nature. Because um, again, there was a big shift for me. And so as, as I was having these conversations, I realized that a lot of people could benefit from the information 
And so I was teaching people how I was meditating and how I was structuring my day so that they could start to see the results. And during that time, I was like, I feel like this is really valuable information. I spent years curating the content that's in the course. And I was like, I could distill this into a very quick, easy course for people to create more clarity and create the change they want in their life. And so it was with that calling or understanding that I was like, I need to do this. And that is how this, the course came to be. So I think it's seen, you know, when there's a whole lot of success courses out there and they are all in one form or another, you got to do action A, action B and mindset. And so on is a lot of part of that, but the aspect you're focusing on your success course, if you will, is the meditation, the stillness, the silence that is here. How does that differentiate you, do you think, from other success courses out there? Yeah. So I, when I was starting on my journey, I couldn't find anybody that was creating content that was, you know, about the communion or connection with a higher power, or the universe or whatever, and creating that mental clarity with success, right? It was divided. Either you were pushing really hard to create the success you wanted, or you were meditating and becoming a monk and living in a cave, right? There was no one in the middle that says you could live both ways and create the success you want with the happiness and have fulfillment in life. And so that is how I live my life. And so that's how I wanted to present the content. And so I do think it does differentiate because I do agree. I, I, you know, like I said, I'm a retired pastor, so I come from that world. And then yet, yet there is aspects of people who sometimes have a skewed view of resources of money out of that world. And then there's a, the extreme on the other side, people who see resources and money, that's where it's at and don't pay much attention to the inner life of that type of thing. Yep. I happen to be one who believes that you not only can do both, but there's plenty of evidence, biblically and otherwise, that indicates that you can have success in life with going the deep route as well. And I'd love to, to hear you say that because I think there's a lot of folks out there who are yearning and aching for some way. How can I have peace in my life and prosperity? In fact, one of the things we let's say here beyond the diversity would help you find a pathway to peace, prosperity, and purpose. And I love what you're saying there about that. Let's just say someone in our listening audience and the is just thinking, okay, man, this sounds interesting to me. What are they going to find in your course? What are what are they? What are some of the? Tell us a little bit about the content, and then maybe some exercises or what they are going to be have expectations about. Yeah. So the course foundationally teaches you how to meditate. So we give people a, a mantra and give them some guidance on how to meditate and start to develop that mental clarity. And then from there, we outline their core values create a vision statement for themselves and the life they want to create, understand any themes or content that brings them fulfillment and happiness. Also, what areas of life that they feel they're struggling in and need to work through to get their entire life up to the level they want. Also, the, the fact, I guess it could be that they right, are too focused in one area. Maybe it's in career and it's at the effect of every other aspect of their life. So we help them create that understanding and then we elicit, again, their values. And then from there, outline what it is that they want to achieve, not only long-term, but within the next year. And then on those one-year goals, we break it down 
into actionable steps that are nice and small so that they can take them. And then they get a copy of my journal, which teaches them, again, what I do, the five principles of gratitude, the five things you want to get done today, visualization for the day. And then again, what is it that one thing that you feel you could attract into your life that would help you move forward on your goals? So it creates that whole structure for them that they can review on a daily basis to not only be consciously aware of it, but unconsciously aware as well. So the result they're going to come up with going through your courses, they're going to have a plan. They're going to have a process to follow. Is that that correct? Yeah. They're going to have a process to create the success defined as how they want success to be in their life and then a plan to get there. And that plan, uh, may or may have a, a focus that is not only monetary is what I'm picking up on. It's not it's a lot of success. Things are just get X amount of money or X amount of houses or boats or whatever it is. But in your case, it's also having an inner, an inner purpose and inner success. Correct. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Really understanding if it is the material things that somebody's after, what is the purpose behind that? That's really the fulfilling aspect of it because yeah. I've, I buy a lot of stuff and I can tell you I've bought things that I thought were going to make me happy. And before the transaction's done, I'm like, okay, I'm already bored with that. What's next? Yeah. Uh, so the fulfillment doesn't come in the things. It comes in the deeper reasons behind why you're making those decisions. I think it's true. Things are nice and everything. And having the peace of mind that financial resources can bring is nice, but it's only that element. It's a, it doesn't, it's not a true cause and effect thing. Exactly. Uh, what I mean by that is there, you can certainly have people who have a lot of money who are miserable. You can people who have no money who are miserable, same token. You can have people with a lot of money who are pleased and at a peace and people with very little money who have are content in their situation. And it has to do with that inner life. But I believe we have a, we've had this pandemic the last two years plus of COVID crisis, but I believe we also have a pandemic, if you will, of anxiety, out of, of meaninglessness in life. Yep. And uh, so people are seeking relief. They're seeking relief from the pandemic and other things in life from uh, the, those type of things, but they're also seeking relief and meaning fullness in life. And that's what uh, you're being helpful to folks here. And so what I'd like for you to share, if you don't mind now, Ken, is about someone and you have encountered in your coaching or who's taken your course or read your books or maybe a personal encounter that you've seen, okay, something I've provided here has been helpful. I've seen some transformation here. I'm interested in in basing a testimonial story about uh, people who have ascribed to your teaching. Yeah. So the first person that comes to mind is that person that was living that story you just shared in the pandemic, very stressed, had a good job, but felt unfulfilled. And because of the strains of the pandemic on his relationships and his career, he had gone from taking Xanax once a day to three times a day just to get through the day because he was so stressed. And we were having this conversation about different things about the course. And he's like, I think that might help me. Let's give it a shot. And so we started going through the process and just the meditation alone uh, a week later, he, he called me and was like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I am relaxed. I don't take Xanax anymore. I'm f- starting to move in directions that I knew I should for years, but I wasn't taking the steps. And he was starting to build momentum in every aspect of his life just from that first piece. And then we just kept accelerating it with the rest of the course. And that's the type of thing that people 
can find in your course. And yep. it certainly is gratifying to you. And that, I think that's aff- affirming. You tell me if I'm correct here. All the transitions of things you've gone through, it is gratifying to hear when someone has taken your teaching and is having success out of stillness. Fair? Correct. That's why I created the course is to help people accelerate both on their learnings and create more success in their life. Because I know that while I help him or any other student, that's going to have an effect on their family, their community. And as this gets larger, we can have an effect on the entire world. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's all about joy and fulfillment, uh, freedom, all those things that come. And that's what folks can find. Your His, uh, his name is Ken Cladorius, and he has the book, Get There. But he's really been focusing today about his course, Stillness to Success. Yep. And if, if folks in our audience here on Beyond Adversity want to find out more about you, Ken, or about your book or about your course, how can they find out more about you? How can they get connected to you? Yeah. So all the information and our blog posts are on kenclidoris.com. If they want some free resources, you can go to stillness2success.com. Both of those are great resources for people to start their journey to creating more stillness in their life and then more success. And we'll put uh, connections and links to both of his websites at drbradmiller.com. His uh, website, again, I'll just spell it just because of his name. Uh, spelling is Ken Cladoris, K-E-N-K-L-A-D-O-U-R-I-S.com. And then the other website, your course website was Stillness. Tell me again, please, one. Stillness2success.com. Stillness2success.com. Fascinating conversation here today. And for us to understand the true value of what is really valuable in life, uh, you know, money and success is a part of it, but the real true success comes from peace of mind, having purpose in life, and then the prosperity will come as a part of that process. Our guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast, Ken Cladorius, we thank you for being our guest today. Thank you, Ken. Many thanks to Ken Cladarius for his insight on how to leverage and use a stillness and meditation, among other things, to get a handle on your life, to gain clarity and purpose on your terms, not on someone else's terms, and to have that come into your life and gain to help you have more satisfaction in life. Like we say here, help you to grow through what you go through to come to a place of peace and prosperity and purpose. So you learn a few things here. You learn a few things about Ken, about what he can, uh, how he can share some things with you. And I want to share with you of what you can now do about it. I want to encourage you to go over to his website, kencladarius.com. That's K-E-N-K-L-A-D-O-U-R-I-S.com to find out more about him. And then also go to his uh, course site, uh, stillness2success.com, and you're going to find a free download there, which is going to get you started in this process, get you started to to get out of being stuck in your life and begin to start really enjoying your life and gaining and living your life, not just going through the motions. And to be connected with your passion and purpose, you can get all that there. That's something that you can do. Also, what you can do is be connected to us here at Beyond Adversity. You can always go to drbradmiller.com where we have over 200 episodes of this podcast designed to help you to navigate adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. 
And you can also add drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way. Check out our coaching program, which has all everything to do with you developing your PLP or personal life plan to help get you from where you're stuck, your place of adversity to your place of peace and prosperity and purpose in 40 days. We're here to be helpful. My name is Dr. Brad Miller here to serve you. And we'll look forward to serving you again next week with another great guest who's going to help you to navigate adversity and achieve peace, prosperity, and purpose. Until good, until then, good people, always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.